It's the Great Commission, one that we as a church here at Times of Refreshing follow ardently. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. A while back, we celebrated an anniversary for our church, and we were reminded of just exactly why we were called together to become the well. It's the Great Commission. So, appropriately, that is what we'll study today as we find ourselves looking at Matthew chapter 28 and the last couple of verses as Jesus gives us our marching orders. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing Now, once again, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. I want you to open your Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 28. This is our 14-year anniversary. We're so blessed to see God do what He's done. The success of any ministry is tied to His vision, number one. God has something that he wants to see manifest in the earth. Vision is the most important thing that you can have when it comes to planting a church. You cannot plant a church, a true biblical church, and one that has been authorized by God without God giving you the vision. Not just a vision, but the vision. And the vision is not something that you envision. It's something that he's envisioned. But he shares with you. And so for all of us, when it comes to uh, us being a part of this local church, realize that this was not my dream. It wasn't my desire. It wasn't something that I thought about doing. It was something that God deposited within my heart and then began to give me division and share and, and make sure that it was plain and was clear. This is what he wanted to see through a ministry that he was going to plant in this region. A lot of people don't know that before I came on the scene that it had been prophesied for years that God was going to save a football player and was going to raise him up in this area and plant a church in the Tri-Valley area. I plant, we planted the church and then everybody, people started showing up at the church saying, do you know that that prophecies had, been gone, had gone forth in this region about you before you got here. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know it. But God has purpose. And God will go to, to great lengths to make sure he gets the pieces into his puzzle. And, and so that his purpose can be established. So vision is so important. God gives us a vision. But not only does God give you a vision, he gives the church a mission. There's a specific assignment that, is, that God wants to see manifest in the earth through his church. And the thing that God spoke to me about was the Great Commission. That it's not something that is new. It is something that is old that I want you to refocus on as you plant this church. And it is found in Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 on down to 20. And this morning, I just want to revisit this and talk about the Great Commission. 
Jesus has been raised from the dead. He gathers his disciples. And it says this in verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. It says in verse 18, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So this is the Great Commission, and this is what God placed on my heart when we planted this church concerning mission. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. So it's something that has to empower us, has to encourage us, and it keeps us on message. Unfortunately, what happens a lot of times when people do not have a vision, they cast off restraint, meaning they allow themselves to be, to be moved in various d directions. But when you have a vision, when you have a mission, it keeps, you, it keeps you in the straight and narrow. And we have to embrace that as a church. We don't want to be a smorgasbord church. We don't want to be a church that just whatever is happening during that time in the culture, we embrace it. No, we want to stick to the vision and the mission that God has given us. It doesn't mean that we won't change in some ways with the time, technology, lights, you know, seats, cushion seats. Can I have an amen? That's, that, that's natural. We go through that, that, that process, but the vision and the mission should never change. The vision and the mission should never change. And so for, for us, from a mission standpoint, this is it. This is what God has formed us for ultimately. And he says it here in verse 16. Let's, let's look at verse 17. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on the earth. This is important. Because for us to have success as a local church and continue to have success as a local church, we have to align ourselves with the sender or with the author. Or shall I say it this way? The person who has authorized us to do what we're doing. Jesus has received all authority. He said in heaven and earth. That means God our Father has fully authorized him to function on behalf of mankind because he divested himself of all of his glory, got into this human shell called a body. He walked upon the face of the earth for 33 and a half years. He died. He was buried. He rose from the grave. He became man so that we, so that he could become our kinsman redeemer. And then be the representative of mankind on the right hand of the Father. Now, because he's been in this shell, he can, he can identify with what we're going through. He can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Because he's been through what we're been through. He can fully represent us before God our Father. 
because he knows what it feels like. He can be our advocate. He can be the one, our lawyer, if you will, our defense attorney, if you will, because he felt what we felt. Well, what happens is he knows what we're going through. He's become our kinsman redeemer. And he sits on the right hand of the Father and has been authorized. And he takes this authority. And for churches who have been planted by him, ordained by him, established by him, he takes that authority and he gives that authority to us to fully represent not ourselves, but the kingdom that has authorized us. Is anybody tracking with me this morning? And so I have authority to the degree that I have submitted to his authority. And he authorizes me. That means he gives me the right. And he gives me the might to function on his behalf as a representative of the kingdom of God. And I am in the world, but I am not of this world. I represent a different kingdom. And so Jesus Christ, he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven. And then he says, on the earth. He's letting us know that his authority is limitless. That he has all the power. And it has been granted to him. And because he has all the power, that means nobody else has any power. Except the power that has been given to them by God for his purposes. And I say this often, even the devil is on a Holy Ghost choke chain. He can't do anything beyond what God has established and allowed for purpose. Can I have an amen, y'all? So we got to stop giving the devil so much credit and tell the devil, I got some authority too in the name of Jesus Christ. And so what happens here is we have to see that we are, all of us in this room are missionaries. We have a mission that has been granted, uh, granted to us from God and by God. And he has fully authorized us. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven on an earth. And then he says, go therefore. He's saying, go. I'm authoring you, authorizing you to go. He's saying, go. The problem is that sometimes we hear go, but we don't know what we're going to do. This is where mission comes in. I know that I have received authority from God. I know God has anointed me. I know, but, but I have to stay on mission because I'm not representing myself. And I'm not representing the culture. I don't, the culture cannot, I'm not conformed to the culture. The culture has to align itself with the kingdom. And my job is to preach a message that helps to align people with the kingdom. And so he says here, he says, go therefore and make disciples. Somebody say make disciples. Look at your other neighbor and tell him, make disciples. We are in the business of making disciples in this church. Because we have been fully authorized by the God of the universe. And we represent the kingdom of God. And God has an innumerable amount of angels that surround us to help us to get the, the job done in the earth. Regardless of all the fights, regardless of all the, the devil's backlash and hatred towards the church, he cannot stop it. Because God has given the church authority. He said, go therefore. What happens is we have to keep in mind, our job is not just to make church attenders. 
And this has been the problem. The church is looking at church attendance as a sign of growth and maturity. But we as a church, 14 years doing this now, our mission has not been just to, to, to have church attenders. We want a church attenders. We want people to come to the church. But there is a reason why we want them here. We want them to become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not disciples of Napoleon Kaufman. Not disciples of the well. Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth who died and was buried and was raised from the grave for them. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so what happens is we have to see God is making disciples. A disciple is a disciplined follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. A person who, is, who has embraced the teachings and the doctrines and the ways of the person that has called them and instructed them. And so for us, it's more than just coming to church. It's, this has become a lifestyle. Walking with Jesus becomes your lifestyle. It becomes the way you think. It becomes the way you live. It becomes the way you dream. It becomes who you are that, man, I've given my life to Jesus. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, his teaching, his ways, his philosophy, the things that he does. I've embraced all of that. Well, this is what we need. Well, what's happened to the church is we've made this, and I like this, we've made this a cruise ship instead of a battleship. People are just cruising. But this, you got to realize, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you join a local church, you just got on a battleship. And the devil is trying to take us out. And we're taking him out. And there's going to be some stuff blow up. And there's going to be some stuff that we got to deal with. There's going to be some stuff on the ship that we got to get out. And we got to realize that this isn't a cruise ship. That this is a real battle. And Jesus is raising up disciples, people that have their mind fixed on him and his purpose. And it is not about just cruising through. That people are dying. Listen to me, saints. People are dying and going to hell every day all around us. And we got to fight for the souls of men and women and children. We've got to put ourselves on the line to say, God, I want to see somebody saved. I don't want to see any person go to hell. I don't want to see the devil win in anybody's life. I don't want the devil messing with people's finances. I don't want the devil messing with people's health. I don't want to mess with their minds. I don't, want, I don't like the devil. I don't like the devil at all. And I'm glad he doesn't like me. It's got to be war in this place. Can I have an amen? Jesus didn't come on the scene. He wasn't just cruising. He was casting the devil out of people and healing the sick and preaching a message that was that confronted the religious system of his day, the political system of his day. And he made it perfectly clear that he is establishing his. Whoo, I'm liking this right now, man. I feel this in my spirit that he was he was making a he was making it perfectly clear that I'm establishing something new in the earth. And I'm not on your side. And I'm not on your side. And I'm not involved in that. And I'm not involved in this. I'm here to establish the kingdom of God. And that was the mission. Well, we make disciples. We have to teach people that when you come and you join the well, that God is going to bless you. That God is going to take you places you never dreamed. He's going to do a great work, not only for you, but in you. 
but you're also going to be very, very, it's going to be very, very clear that you have an adversary that wants to take you out, but you're going to win because of the power of Jesus' name. And the power that God has extended towards you. That you're going to win. But you have to hang in there. You're going to get hit sometimes. But dust yourself off and get back up in the fight. Don't go back to the club. Can I have an amen, y'all? Don't get involved with the foolish stuff that the devil had you bound in. Just keep walking with Jesus. And you're going to see you through. And you're going to make it on the other side. But, so, but the problem is, is people come to church and we tell them, Oh yeah, we're just cruisy, man. That's not the disciples that Jesus is raising up. He said, make disciples. Go therefore and make disciples. Here at the church, we're partnering with the Lord. To make every single one of us a disciple. He didn't say I was going to do it. He said make disciples. Our job is to partner with the Lord Jesus Christ. To work on you. To work on me. To help us to become what God wants us to become. Through his word. That means that sometimes people are going to be in your business. And they're going to say you know what. That's not you. You're not giving Jesus the best you. That's not you. That anger you got in your heart, that's not you. Hatred you have, no, that's not you. Unforgiveness, no. That lust, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not God. And we have to be okay because we're partnering with Jesus to make disciples. We have to be okay with that. Somebody, they, they told me I was messing up and I knew I was messing up. I, I'm glad they told me because I was tripping. Can I have an amen? And that's good. I'm glad I go to a church where they check me sometimes. This isn't a cruise ship. Because in this business now, now listen to me saying, because in, in this business, we mess around. The devil gets a hold of us. It's hard to get him off of us. You already know. It's hard. He says, make disciples. And then he says, of all nations. Somebody say all nations. So we don't want to be limited at all as a church, as the well, to our scope and sphere of influence. We want to be individuals that God can send every nationality, every ethnos, every ethnicity, into our midst, and we are not limited in any way and where God can send us. God, I want you to send people from all different ethnicities to this house. I, want to, I don't want to be limited on who you're able to cause me to minister to. I don't want to have anything in me that would block me from being useful to minister to people that don't look like me. This is not a black church, a white church, an Hispanic church, an Asian church. This is not. This is the church of Jesus Christ. And every creed, every culture is welcome here. And our job is to make sure that we make disciples of all nations. That every nation is, is welcome here. And every person understands that that church is colorblind. They love people. They love people. 
They love the big ones. They love the small ones. They love the skinny ones. They love the ones that are big boned. <laughs> Somebody said preach. <laughs> they love them all. They love them. They love them. They love them every color. They don't care. It doesn't matter. They just love people. And what happens is God begins to use us and says, I can use them. And take them places. That, but that's the commission. That's the mission. It's to make disciples of all nations. In this church, we're, we're, we have been active and taking the gospel to various parts of the world. And we will continue to do this. We're going to Peru this year. We're going places. We go places and take the gospel and minister to people of all nations. And then he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We want people to be identified. Now watch this. With Jesus in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's the power of baptism. You're identifying publicly with Jesus in his death, in his burial, and his resurrection. And we have to understand that when we're baptized, what we're saying is, Jesus, when you died, I died. When you were buried, Lord Jesus, I'm making a public declaration that I was buried. And when you were raised from the grave, Jesus, I was raised from the grave. I'm making a public declaration and I'm identifying with Jesus publicly. Every person in this room should be baptized. Every person in this room. I am making a public declaration that I've given my life fully over to Christ and I'm identifying with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. When the first century church, you watch them, when a person would give their life to Christ, they would have a baptism immediately. But you have to realize that when they did this, Lord, I thank you. When they did this, it was hostile. It wasn't the popular thing to do. It was something... Public baptism could cost them their life. And so for, for people to be baptized, it was, it was culturally unaccepted and unacceptable. It was something that, like I said earlier, could cost them their life. But because they truly had faith in Jesus, believed in Jesus, trusted in who they were, they were willing to do that regardless of the cost. And so baptism is so important. And it's important for us to realize that when it comes to this, that this isn't a game. There is a spiritual, just like I read to you earlier, there's a spiritual circumcision that takes place in your life when you do it in faith, understanding that the power that God had to raise Jesus from the dead is the same power he's using for you on a day-to-day basis to keep you going in the, in the right direction. That God is cutting something off of me that is access. And he's establishing me in the right place in his sight. And he's going to use me for his glory. Well, baptism is powerful. Now it's a game for people. People think, oh, yeah, I got baptized. Are you living for God? I think so. (laughs) Do you understand the depths of what it means when you do that? That this is serious business. And you're making a public declaration, not only just before man, but before all of heaven and the angels. And that this is, so for us as a church, 
We look at this and we take it seriously that God, he wants us to go therefore and make disciples, disciplined followers of Jesus Christ of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that there's identification that takes place here with God. With our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, you're listening to Times of Refreshing. We trust and pray today's program has encouraged you in grace. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, maybe you'd like to review today's message again on CD, please contact us toll-free at 800-374-9204. That's 800-374-9204. If you're writing to us, you can reach us at Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. As you remember times of refreshing and this ministry, would you please remember that we are listener-supported? Simply put, that means we rely on you, our listening family, to continue to help support this broadcast, not just prayerfully, but financially as well. So would you prayerfully consider how you might get involved with the ministry as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ here on this, your station? We would greatly appreciate it. Reach us again at 800-374-9204 or write to us at Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You can also find more information online at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.